So let's get into it. 20 red flags for tech jobs. And honestly, this could save you a lot of pain. Okay, welcome back to the Data Career Podcast, the number one data podcast in the entire world. Please don't fact check me, but I'm pretty sure it is. This is the podcast that helps you grow your data career, and I'm your host, Avery Smith. I'm so excited to have you guys back. This is going to be a really fun episode, um, and I'm excited to get into it. We're going to go over red flags in the tech field for a potential job. But before we get into it, I want to say this, all right? Here's the deal. We have 300 people that listen to this podcast every single week, and you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. But here's something that's kind of sad. The pod only has 16 ratings on Apple and Spotify. So please, if you take five seconds right now, leave a rating. And if you don't mind taking 10 extra seconds and leaving a review, that really helps the podcast. And if you're watching the podcast on YouTube, hi guys on YouTube, uh, that's a new thing that I'm doing. I'm going to have every episode be on YouTube as well. I'd love for a subscription. That would mean so much to me. So anyways, let's get into today's podcast. We're going to take on a question that was asked in the data career community discord. Okay. So I do this about once, once a month where we have an ask me anything session inside of the discord. So actually I'm doing the, the ask me anything later tonight at 7 PM Eastern time. I'll be inside of the discord answering questions that were asked, but I took one of these questions that I really liked from Ali and I'm going to answer it on this podcast. So Ali asks, what are some red flags we should keep an eye out for when we get our first offer? And I'm just going to generalize this to any job offer. What are some red flags when you're looking for a new job? And this is important because a job is your life. <laughs> you're working a lot of the time. You know, you're working 40 to maybe 60, hopefully not 60, maybe 30 to 60 hours each week. And that's like half of your waking hours. So you want to make sure that you're really enjoying your job, that your job is fun, that you're not stressed, that it's not like a negative, that it can be a positive in your life. Okay. So you want to be as educated as you can be because this is a big decision. So also, this is also very timely because a friend of mine, Zach Wilson, who's a tech lead at Airbnb, posted some of their red flags earlier this week. And I thought I'd read theirs and then also add some of my own. But before we get into it, I do want to say this. No job is perfect. Every job has its flaws. And a job is better than no job, usually. Okay. So if you have a choice between a job and no job, I would always probably choose the job. But there are some jobs that are insanely toxic and a terrible environment. But usually it's easier to find a new job when you already have a job. So a job is better than no job and no job is going to be perfect. There's probably always going to be at least a little bit of red flags, but we're going to go over at least so you can identify and know that those red flags exist. So let's get into it. 20 red flags for tech jobs. And honestly, this could save you a lot of pain. All right. So Zach Wilson on LinkedIn said, these are red flags about culture for me when working a job all of which I've experienced firsthand. The first one that he says is managers who don't take much PTO. This is a big one for me because I work to live. I don't live to work. PTO is really important to me. And if your manager doesn't value PTO, they're probably always going to be mad at you taking PTO. So you want to make sure your manager likes PTO, that they encourage you taking your PTO and that they don't discourage it because vacations are fun. You know, pay time off is fun. That's, that's where you live, you know? And so you want to make sure you have a manager that respects that. Two, Managers who micromanage, okay? This is a big deal because you want to have autonomy in your job. You don't want to be always having someone looking over your shoulder. You want to be able to perform yourself and do things yourself. And if you have a manager who doesn't really respect that, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be very enjoyable. Three, managers who aren't open to feedback. 
And this is huge because we don't know anything. We don't know everything, right? And we're all just learning. We're all just trying our best. And so if you have a manager who thinks they know everything, that's not going to be a fun place to be. So, and your manager really dictates a lot of, of, you know, your work. When I was at Exxon, it's a huge company, right? Um, and each manager manages very differently. And so your experience at Exxon from one group to another varied very dramatically based on who your manager was. So manager who isn't open to feedback is not someone you want to be working for. Okay. Three teammates who aren't willing to, oh wait, this is four. Sorry. Teammates who aren't willing to learn. And this is so frustrating because working as a team is so important in any job, especially in tech. And you want to be with people who you, who you really enjoy. And if someone's not willing to, to learn, that's really frustrating. You know, this might be someone who's been at the company a long time and maybe they, they've really established their, you know, their spot in the company, but they're not really willing to learn new, new technology. Or maybe you have someone that's like brand new and they're like, I don't really want to. Anyways, it's just frustrating to work with people who don't want to learn. All right, five, teammates who aren't willing to teach. This is a big thing. Maybe there's like a competitive environment. They don't want to help you. They don't want to teach you. Really frustrating. All right, I'm going to stop doing the numbers because I'm not going to be able to remember what number we're at. Uh, but the next one is non-on-call related pings after 5.30 p.m. And this is another one. I work to live. I don't live to work. I want to be done with work, clock out, and not have to think about it for a little bit. And so if there's you know, not important stuff that's, you know, being sent to me after hours, I'm going to be pretty frustrated and that's going to be a, a point of stress. And so for me, I know that I wouldn't really enjoy that. All right. Next is having to wear a two, a tie slash a suit slash formal wear. This is really important, especially in tech. It's so easy to just let people wear what they want. It's just so easy, you know, and maybe you have some guidelines, but like, do they have to really be that strict? That was something that was so frustrating for me at Exxon is I had to wear you know, a button up shirt every day, which is, you know, maybe not the most formal, but I just wanted to wear jeans some days, you know? And that was another thing at Exxon, you had to donate to the United way to earn jeans, to wear jeans on Fridays. And that was just, I know it's to a good cause, but I felt like I was buying the ability to wear jeans and that I just felt like I didn't have freedom. So that was really frustrating. All right. Um, we're going to read the next one. Unrealistic sprint planning and expectations. So do they set realistic expectations? That's kind of hard to judge until you're, until you're actually in the environment. So kind of hard to be able to you know, foresee that. Managers who aren't willing to reprioritize things after quarterly planning. This is obviously huge. This kind of goes back to managers who aren't open to feedback. You need to have flexibility in your management. The next one is blame game when production has an issue. And this is huge. You know, they like want to put people's, they want to put fault. They want to blame people. And that's just annoying. You don't want to be in that, that place. That's not a, a, a team that's building up. It's a team that's tearing down. Um, excessive status and check-in meetings. I just hate meetings in general. Um, I think a lot of things can be done via email or not even really done at all. So you don't want to be in a ton of meetings all the time. Credit being hoarded instead of shared. Once again, this kind of goes with the blame game that, uh, Blame goes to someone and credit goes to someone versus shared as a team. You always want to be in a, in a team environment where you like your coworkers, your coworkers, coworkers and you are working well together and you're accomplishing things together. Whether that fails together or succeeds together, you're doing it as a team and you're trying your best all together. Um, the last one that Zach mentioned is too many ad hoc requests. And this is big in software development, maybe not as big in things like data science, but like things that have to be done like right now, today, at this very moment. Those are stressful. Um, no one wants to have that. People don't really like deadlines in general. Deadlines cause a lot of anxiety. And it's if you're going to have a deadline, at least you could have it like a month in advance or weeks in advance so you can prepare for it and actually accomplish everything really well.
So that's what Zach said. Some of the red flags are. I totally agree with pretty much all of these. Um, they can be really frustrating. And if you if you get a job that has these, you might be really stressed, and it might be the job might not be a positive in your life. And like I said, a job such a big part of your life, you need it to really be a positive. So some other things that I added to these, uh, I think thirteen that Zach mentioned. Uh, I have seven more to make a total of twenty. Uh, you need a red flag is clear difference in priorities. Do you have the same priority as the company? And I experienced that at Exxon because I really wanted to make things. I wanted to innovate. I wanted to create. When I think my group and as Exxon as a whole was less interested in innovation and more interested in execution and operations. And that's fine. You know, that's how they make their money is they operate you know, with mass, mass, mass barrels of oil and they make a penny on each you know, barrel of oil. They in equals a penny out. And they just do that a bajillion times and that's how they make money. Um, and a lot of their innovation, they kind of hire out in my opinion. So they just didn't love innovation and I was really passionate about innovation. And so that, that for me should have been a red flag that my priorities didn't match the company's priorities. Next one red flag to look for is a company team structure. Um, you need to look at like how the, the organization structured and how that would affect you. You know, is it a very, you know, steep structure as in, as in like, it's very deep and there is lots of managers above you until you get to the, you know, the CEO or whatever, or is it very broad where, you know, there's only maybe like two layers between you and the CEO. That's just something to, to just look at and see, does that, does that match what I want it to, you know, very deep structures are going to be very bureaucratic. Um, it's going to be kind of hard, lots of red tape probably versus more of a wide structure. You can kind of have a little bit more freedom, which I personally like. Some people might like the deep structure. I personally like the broad structure. Next is a red flag is not encouraging learning. Tech is all about learning, continual learning. No matter what job you have, you know, whether it's software engineering or data engineering or data scientist, you can never learn it all. You can never know everything. Um, and so I love, I think a green flag is a company that encourages you to be continually learning. They might give you some credits or some money to spend each year for a learning budget. Um, a company that does not do that, I'd be nervous about because it doesn't seem like they care about you growing as an employee. So big red flag if they do not encourage learning. Another red flag is they don't support other aspects of your life. This kind of goes with like work-life balance. Um, but if they don't want you to have a side hustle, if they don't like that you, you know, want to take off uh, early one day to go coach your your son or daughter's t-ball, right? Like if they are not supporting you in other aspects of your life, they probably don't have your best interest, especially in, in today's environment, especially in tech where you can work remotely um, and asynchronously. It's kind of like, what's the what's the big deal? Um, so that's a big red flag to me. And I'm actually going to add another red flag right there that they, they're not okay with flexible working. So at Exxon, oh, it's all up to your manager. But one thing that was really frustrating for me was I had, had no ability to work remotely. Really? If I had like a fridge being delivered that day, I could work from home. Um, but if I wanted to work, you know, if I wanted to go, for instance, see my family in Utah, and I wanted to work remotely, I had to take at least one vacation day. And they forced me. And I only had 10 vacation days at Exxon. So that was really frustrating. So doesn't support work-life balance slash flexible working, I think, is that is that one. The next red flag is that they don't have a clear bonus slash salary structure. So I have a friend. Um, she does not work in tech. Um, so this might be different in tech. But, I mean, this goes for any job. And they have a bonus structure. Um, and the bonus structure is very unspecified. 
Like there is no rules to what the bonuses are. And she sees her colleagues getting bonuses that are way bigger than hers and doesn't know why. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to what the bonus structure is. It's just like the, the manager says, it's how much of a team player you are, which is like, how do you quantify that? You know? And, and so that's really frustrating. That is a big red flag that there's no infrastructure. And I don't really like bonuses in general. Cause I feel like there's a lack of infrastructure. I have a friend who works for shell. so not a tech company, but their bonus is, is very like laid out. This is the formula. This is how you achieve it. And it's, it's very like laid out, but if it's not laid out, it's kind of just like favoritism could leak in a lot. And that could lead to a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of extra worked hours, you know, cause you don't really know what you need to do to reach that bonus. So that's, that would be really frustrating. So that's a red flag for me. The next one is a closed off mentality. That is a red flag. If this company thinks it knows everything, kind of like going back to the manager knowing everything and is, is not, you know, acceptable to feedback. If this company doesn't go to conferences, if they, you know, aren't willing to learn from other companies, if they don't like look for the outside, they do everything inside. I would be nervous. Um, I think that is a red flag. I think no company is good at everything and the ability to learn from, from others who might know better is always good. And the last one is the most important in my mind. A red flag is that the company does not recognize employee efforts. And whether that's through a bonus or some sort of employee of the month system, or just like, honestly, getting respect, I think is a big thing. And just like saying, oh, you did a great job. I think that's really frustrating. And that could be lead to a lot of angst um, and frustration for you as an employee. Um, so those are some red flags that I see in the tech fields. Um, 20 of them you can go through kind of as a checklist and at least as an exercise, think about how these, you know, your potential job or your current job, you know, how, how they would check these boxes. Do they check any of these red flags, these red flag boxes or do the opposite and make them green flags that that's fine too. Um, yeah, for those, I guess it's a little late in the podcast to mention this, but a red flag is like an indicator that something might be weird and a green flag would mean, Oh, an indicator, something might be good. So before you go through any job, take any job, think through this entire list. But like I said earlier, no job is perfect. And I'm sure most jobs check one of these red flags. And it doesn't mean that job's going to be a bad job. It just means, you know, there's give and take to every job. There's pros and cons. So just be deductive and thinking through this. And I'm sure that, you know, you'll find a good outcome for you in the end. So thank you so much for listening to 20 red flags that could happen inside of the tech industry. Um, I hope you got some value out of this podcast. If you did, like I said, it really helps the podcast. If you subscribe and leave a rating and a review, whether that's on Spotify, Apple, or on YouTube, we have new episodes coming out every Monday. So I'll see you guys next Monday. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.